Karen Rands. Today's guest is the founder of Cougaran Capital Holdings. Combining her experience at IBM with her years managing an angel network, she leads a movement for compassionate capitalism focused on helping people become angel investors, often via crowdfunding. She'll share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. Karen, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Devin. I'm very excited to be here, too. Well, uh, you know, you and I have uh, a shared passion, common vision, I think, for the world. And so it's exciting uh, to have you here to uh, help me articulate, because I think you tend to be smarter, better, stronger, faster (laughs) at everything that I am. So it'll be fun to have a conversation where you can help explain to the world, uh, you know, some of these great principles. But um, why don't you take a minute and just tell people uh, about your work and your books and all that, okay? Just give us a a quick intro. Sure thing. So, I mean, my mission, my purpose, everything right now is about creating the compassionate capitalist movement. And the story behind that is when I ran an angel investor group for many years and had discovered angel investing, um, it's really quite by accident after I left IBM, uh, you know, my job there had been to help companies be prepared to go get venture capital so they could come back and spend it with IBM. Because IBM had had realized they were missing out on some of the big, big companies back in the 2000s. And I left IBM to go work with this company that I had been working with to help them go to market and to raise capital and was invited to this angel investor event and walked in and it was like, I, I now I've had clarity on it after all this time, but it was like I was walking into this secret society. That's sort of like my my thing now when I was trying to understand why is it that so few people understand the benefits of angel investing and in this case, crowdfunding investing. And I had to it took me a while to un, unpack that. And it was because it was illegal for so long. You know, it was legal from 1933 until really 2013. Jobs Act passed in 2012. But in 2013, so like 90 years, companies couldn't solicit for capital to a a general marketplace. And investors really didn't have a way of hearing about it unless they knew another angel investor that invited them in because the wealth managers couldn't talk about it because of fear of losing their license because of the rules that the SEC had put in place. And so what they what did they do? They told them to invest in real estate in the stock market. And so we've had 90 years of this culture of doing that. And so when I was a big proponent, when I was running my angel group, that I thought the biggest challenge that most companies had in raising capital was not being able to to solicit to their customers or the marketplace in general that would understand what they had. They had to go through this narrow gauntlet of, of, you know, an approval process to pitch to angels. And, And typically angels were tech companies. So if you had companies that weren't tech, they really struggled with that, right? And so when I saw on the horizon that the Jobs Act was happening and my, it was right after the Great Recession. Of course, that's the reason why, you know, they passed it was to jumpstart our small business economy, right? And so they, uh, um, I had sunset my angel group in anticipation of this and to help companies 
be understand how to go and raise capital that way, similar coaching of raising it through traditional angels, but also through, but now through a general marketplace where yeah, your message has to be even clearer because you don't have the opportunity of having a conversation most often with the investors. And so that was, I had, when I was rebuilding the angel group, the group that I was invited to, I ended up taking that group over and rebuilding it into being one of the most, uh, uh, most active in the Southeast and got onto a top 50 list on fortune magazine or something like that. And um, I had used training materials back then eBooks were just PDFs that you emailed out to people as a, as a magnet, a lead magnet. Right. And so they would come into my database, they fill out this form, you know, certifying they were investors, they would, and they, they, they would get this book. And so anybody that was in the physical group, you know, would would have to read this book before I would let them start to um, invest. And I, I got so busy, I only wrote the first four chapters in the glossary on it. And it was supposed to be like a 10 chapter book. So when the Jobs Act happened, I said, OK, the worst thing that could happen to this experiment on this is for you know, regular investors, retail investors that invest in the stock market or, or invest in, in, in real estate to go out and just start investing in crowdfunded companies because of a video that they emotionally related to, but they didn't know how to go through the due diligence or do the evaluation of it or how to build a portfolio. If they did one and done, they were done because you know, odds are you're not going to get your out the park, you know, with one company and, you you know, you have to build a balanced portfolio. So I wrote the book, Inside Secrets to Angel Investing. For those that are watching, you can see the uh, the back uh, behind me. But it's uh, Inside Secrets to Angel Investing is uh, available on Amazon. It's a step-by-step -step primer. Would you, should you, could you be an angel investor or crowdfunding investor? And, uh, and um, you know, I discovered the first thing that my target market for the book was really corporate America that's making $200,000, $300,000 a year and have money in their 401k. So how do you unpack that 401k to make it available to go out and invest? Well, guess what? They were just like me when I was at IBM. And you know, I was here, I was working at venture capital and doing all this stuff. And I had never heard of angel investing. And, and so it dawned on me that if I named my book, how to make money by investing in entrepreneurs before they get bought or or go public and make money doing it was a really bad title but it might have been more you know more relatable to inside secrets to angel investing cuz angel investing was a secret so yeah so i, mean, I people <laughs> didn't know they wanted to know <laughs> no they didn't they didn't and it took me a little while to figure that out and and so uh and and then you know, I always like, yeah, and someday I'll make a course and I'll do a thing and like this. And it just it, I was kind of had the the cart before the horse. I was just sort of backwards and everything. And so it took me a while to figure out how to do that, find the right people to help me do that. And so I'm in the midst of doing that now with the goal to make people strive to learn to want to learn how to invest in entrepreneurs the same way that they strive to learn how to invest in uh in in real estate and if, when you look at the statistics there's a huge opportunity there because there's 70 million people that invest in the stock market all different kinds of incomes and there's 7 million people that in that have $75,000 or more a year in income that invest in real estate 
But if you look at the numbers in 2022, 350,000 claimed to be an angel group. So the angel groups report to the University of New Hampshire Venture Capital Research, you know, how many members they have and stuff like that. So there's like 350,000 that do traditional angel investors investing. And there's 350,000 that had invested in reg CF companies in 2022, right? 7 million real estate, right? But 350 on crowdfunding. And then there's, you know, in between and stuff like that. So, you know, like, let's say there's a million and a half all together that are investing in entrepreneurs. Well, there's a, there's probably about 5 million accredited investors based off of W2s that just, that don't even know, don't even think about it. And there's so many myths out there about it being risky and gambling and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm on a mission to diffuse those, eliminate those rumors and the myths about angel investing and give people a very simple step-by-step -step way to get started investing in entrepreneurs and creating a balanced portfolio that will perform the way serious business angel investors do, which is three times as profitable as the stock in the real estate market. And so that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic, Karen. I, I, I'm thrilled. As you think about uh, passionate capitalism, what does that mean to you? Okay, so Compassionate Capitalism, my podcast is named that, the Compassionate Capitalist Show, um, and I, the Compassionate Capitalist Movement, right? So in um, when I when I first discovered angel investing, first thing I started to do was was interview or you know have meetings with the investors and find out well why did you get started? How did you get started? How were you introduced to this? You know all that kind of stuff. And what I found was they almost to a T. Um, they, they wanted to make money. That's the capitalist side, but they wanted to have impact with their money more than they would with the stock market and not so much on the real estate. Cause at the time I didn't realize it was such a competitor to angel investing, but the stock market is just transaction. You're buying and selling from somebody else. You're not the, you're not impacting innovation coming in a market. You're not impacting creating jobs in the economy. You're not impacting, you know, solving a world problem, right? Whatever it is that the, the entrepreneur is trying to do. But when you invest in the company, you get and you, and you do it a lot. You invest in a lot of companies. You get the benefit of the hard work of those entrepreneurs, their innovation, that feeling. This what I found is that it fulfills a need in people that they didn't they didn't even realize. Right. When you think people look around and when they get to a certain age and they're like, oh, I need some excitement in my life. I need fulfillment. I feel, don't feel fulfilled. I feel like I got a gap. Right. I don't know what it is. Well, it's because things that angel investing does crowdfunding investing. It makes you feel like you're contributing to it, you know, the change in society, it makes you feel like you're having an impact. And when you relate to the passion of that entrepreneur, because you share it, guess what? That's compassion. And so you're doing, you're being a capitalist with compassion because you're trying to help an entrepreneur succeed and be successful in what they're trying to do with their business. And you get to be a part of that without all the risk of being the one trying to do that. Yeah, so true, so true. 
Karen, as you think about the success you've had in your career, and you've had a lot of success, a lot of impact, your IBM years, angel investing years, a book, my gosh, everything. What do you see as your superpower? Uh, I, my, well, my superpower is, um, is, is being able to dissect a business concept or an idea or an entrepreneur and, uh, uh, that it has and help them figure out a better way to get to market. Um, or what's going to be what I call the red flag. So when I would do due diligence for the investors that I was um, in my group and now offer as a service, it's, it's like, like the things that all, a lot of times, because so many investors do invest on an emotion, that's like one of the, the, the things that, you know, it's the killer of, a, of doing that. And I've been guilty of that myself. And so the, the, the idea is, do they have the ability to get all the way through to scale? And key factors is really understanding how they're going to get to market, how they're going to grow their market, and how they're going to get the money to do that. Because oftentimes um, entrepreneurs think that it takes, and even investors sometimes will, investors that are in traditional angel groups will um, not think about what the next round's going to be like. They just invest in the here and now and what they're doing and assume that money's going to come. And one, and I have a thesis that says, and these angel investor groups that have this, this formula, part of that formula is that, you know, they have 10 companies, the ones you may have heard it, your audience might have heard it, where, you know, out of 10 companies, three are going to go belly up, three are just going to kind of do Midland and kind of, you know, putter along, two are going to do really well and make some money, and then one or two are going to hit it out of the park and make up for all the others, right? Well, those ones that are just sort of those three or four that are just sort of piddling or along, they're model, you know, they didn't get their other round of capital. And to me, like Reg A plus under the crowdfunding rules is the one of the best ways for those companies to be able to raise that next round of capital that they didn't anticipate because raising capital is not fun. And so entrepreneurs, when they finally do get that first round of capital done, they want to be like, oh, I'm just going to go work on my business because that's what I really want to do. And then when they wake up and they go, oh, you know, I really need more money to bring out this other product or I need and they try to do it organically. They can't get to scale to be able to do that. And so few people, the fewer as few people know about angel investing, fewer people know about Reg A Plus as an avenue to be able to get a scalable company that's making money to be able to get to that next level. And so, you know, part that's my my superpower is is loving entrepreneurs and being able to clear the like like white clear the window. So they can see the future that's going to work for them to, to fulfill their dream and build the company that they want to build. Yeah, so true. So what a great, what a great point. And uh, I think your, your superpower is really uh, an important one in terms of being able to break this down and understand it. Uh, can you think of an example of a time when you used your superpower and got an outcome that you're proud of? Um, well, so I do a lot of mentoring for entrepreneurs in different business plan competitions and things like that. I, and, you know, and even the companies that I've advised that were coming through and raising capital. So it's been when I've had the ability to influence them on making a shift 
you know, sometimes it's just starting out talking about their language and how they articulate their business, but then, and, and seeing them then become successful in raising capital and then getting to a point where they've, they've done the, the pieces that they need to be able to scale or they've pivoted how they look at their marketplace and how they're going to go after their customers. And, um, you know, might be, you know, realizing that they need to, uh, instead of like a direct, you know, uh, a direct one-on-one sale, start to work through some kind of channel influencer that can give them a one-on-many, you know, and, and sort of working through some of those kind of things and understanding who their true customer is. And then how do you engage that customer and put, you know, money in the register? Because, you know, one, probably the biggest mistake that most entrepreneurs make when they're first raising capital is to say, well, if we just had X percentage of this giant market, because investors always say, how big is the market? Right. And then they come up with a number and they, they build it to that number. They build their forecast on that. And that's not how you actually put money in the register. Money in the register comes from knowing who, how you why somebody wants to buy your product and how are they going to buy it and the time frame that it takes to do that. And so when they, um, and if they don't understand that and don't, don't do the work to do that, they, then they, they can't, they can't be successful. They, they may be able to compel because they're charismatic and it's an exciting solution and stuff like that to get that initial round. But then they don't they don't know how to actually scale that and get their cost of sales down and things like that. So, I mean, that's it, one. It's hard to say. I've worked with so many companies, one in particular that has figured that out. Um, uh, but, you know, I do get great joy out of uh, mentoring these companies and then they go on and they win a business plan competition and they may get some money there and they kind of get, you know, get going. That's yeah, that's always that's cool. great. That's great examples. Now, quickly, we just have another minute or two. Take, tell us how you might coach someone to develop the skill. And I realize you could write a book about this, but and, and you kind of have written a book about this. But tell tell people, how do you do this? How do you break stuff down the way you do? So with, um, well, I have two coaching programs. I have one that's for entrepreneurs and then one that's for uh, investors. So which one do you want me to talk about? Well, uh, which one relates the most to your superpower? Tell us about your superpower, right? Well, that's what we're getting at. Not your products, your superpower. So the way I break it down is uh, starting with what's wrong. So when they first come in, they have to, if they, you know, we work on the business plan or I review the business plan and I identify the red flags. I have like a, I have a 10 point, you know, things that I look for that sometimes it's just clarity and consistency, but sometimes it's, it's just inaccurate or they don't, like one thing is competition. So then, then we have to, when they're, we work on the gaps, right. And then try to pull it all together for them to have something that's cohesive and understandable to the, the potential investors. And then it's, then it's working on what's their investor avatar. So who is the most light, what are the characteristics of an investor that would be interested in this so that you can figure it out how you're going to raise capital because you have, and then it's, so it's understanding that 
because they, when they're first raising capital, they almost always have to do what we call a friends and family round. And so then it's figuring out because once they understand this other stuff and how they're going to raise the other capital, then they can get their, they can get their language stuff that they can convince and make a, a person they know or a person that they know who knows that other person, you know, this small group to understand uh, and they have confidence because one of the main reasons why entrepreneurs won't raise capital from friends and family is be, and this is a, a red flag that in, that traditional investors look for is that they don't want to lose their, their family's money. And so well, if they if that's the reason why they don't want to raise capital, well, that means that they would they could lose their regular investors' money. So investors always expect them to have raised some amount of money from friends and family, the people that they know, either, either know them as the founder or really, really t- dialed into the product that they're bringing to market. And so when they when they have the confidence to know how they're going to do all of this other stuff, now they'll go back because I say to them, this is this is one of my little analogies that I use. Um, if you believe that it's like, if you knew somebody said there's gold over there in that field and you are, you can get one other person, you have to dig it up within an hour in order to get it. And you can get one other person with give a shovel and the two of you can go and dig up that gold and then it's yours. Well, are you going to go to a stranger on the street and say, come help me dig up this gold? No, you're going to go to the person that you know and that you would want to share that success with. So when you think focus on success and and all the elements that will contribute to the success of the company, now you can in confidence go to those folks and you don't want to get take money that they they can't afford to lose, but you can go to them and say, you know, who do you know? Right. And here's my why I'm going to make money. And you could do that in confidence and not feel that you're putting them at risk. And once they gain that confidence, then that also conveys over to the other investors. So we, we look at the gaps, fill the gaps, get them confident in it, and then start to have them be able to have that conversation, the languaging of raising capital with the people that they know, which is should be their low hanging fruit. And then we go to the tougher ones that are the business angels. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Before we wrap up, just take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about what you're doing. So the easiest way is my my website is my name, KarenRands.co, no M at the end. So it's uh, in your it's on the screen. It's it's in the thing, Karen Rands. And, uh, you know, there there's a multiple Facebook groups, uh, LinkedIn you know, so, but uh, on uh, KarenRands.co, there's a uh, opt-in that you can opt in to get my tips on raising capital and what investors are looking for, uh, and a free ebook. It's called the twelve the twelve secrets of innovation and wealth. And so I explain uh, in my book Inside Secrets to Angel Investing. There's forty four secrets in there, and uh, and I take took twelve of them and I explain them in more detail. And I share that from an entrepreneur and an investor perspective. So, you know, that's the way, best way to reach me. Fantastic. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being with us. We love what you're doing and wish you every success. Thank you so very much, Devin. And thank you. And I love what you're doing with Super Crowd. And I, that's how we met. And I, it was a delightful 
thing to be a part of. And the, the whole community has really woke, it woke, woken me up, wake, awakened me to so <laughs> many things that different people are doing. Um, it, all in the spectrum of, you know, this, this direct public solicitation model. So yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to be a part of your world. Thank you so, so much. Now let's do some good. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to the superpowers for good show twice each week. We host changemakers who share their impact insights and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers number four good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.